This is Gilbert Andrew Garcia. Listen to my radio show, A Tip from Gilbert. Talk, inspiration, and prayer every Monday from 11 a.m. till noon on Houston's Gospel Leader, KWWJ. 1360 AM and streaming live on KWWJ.org. Listen on the legendary KYOK 1140 AM and streaming live on KYOKradio.org. KCOH 1230 AM, The Source. On San Geek Radio 95.1 FM 1460 AM. And Aliento Radio 101.7 FM and 1540 AM. Call in at 832 832- 2-570-8075 and follow me on social media. See you then. All right, Houston. This is Gilbert Garcia with another episode of A Tip from Gilbert. Talk, inspiration, and prayer. And of course, it's the holiday season. And you can't have the holidays Without a little Johnny Mathis, so let's just let's just hear a little bit of Johnny Mathis here, and we'll hear it in its entirety at the end. Jack Frost nipping at your nose. I just love this song. I mean, I, I mean, I, I wish I could write something like this. I mean, who can write these things? I mean, and then who can sing with that? I don't know the right word. That melty voice. You know, we can start fading out there, Mr. Producer, because, you know, on the holiday season, and I have a wonderful guest, which I'm going to introduce in just a moment. On the holiday season, you got to every now and then just give thanks. And whether you're a spiritual religious person or just a, a human being, you just got to give thanks. And I have participated in many of these turkey giveaways over the holidays, one at the George R. Brown, one with Pastor Claude Cummins III at his Victory International Church. And you know something? There are people hurting in Houston that need food. You'd be surprised when you see people line up in their car for three or four hours for a turkey. You know they are hurting. And every now and then when I hear that... uh, Everyone knows a turkey and some mistletoe. Sometimes not. Some people are lonely over the holidays. And if you're lonely over the holidays, hopefully this show will warm your heart just a little bit. And I know about, uh, I don't know about you, but I have been going to more holiday events. I think I've already gained weight. Uh, But you know what? These are the great times to spend time with family. And speaking of things like hunger, I have a guest, Miss Barbara Bronstein. And she's, first of all, a very, very accomplished individual and entrepreneur. But more importantly, she is like a living angel. And I'm going to go through that in a moment because she founded an organization called Second Servings. And let me just read you the mission because this sort of mission statement says it all. It also, when you read it or, or see it for the first time, it sounds like such a, oh my God, like how could I ever solve this? How could I ever accomplish this mission? Their mission to alleviate hunger and reduce waste in Houston by rescuing perfectly edible surplus food and delivering it directly to local nonprofits. Holy cow. 
Is that an amazing thing? Now, normally I would say, Barbara, tell me about that. But we already have a caller. Do we have a caller there? Is there a police officer, Mr. Don? Yes, sir. Mr. Gilbert, this is Deputy Don Den. Good morning. How are you? Deputy, good morning to you. And where where is your, uh, I don't know, what's the right word to say to a, an officer? Where's your beat or where's your work area? What's the right terminology? Well, I am a, a deputy because uh, when a police officer working for the county, like the constable department or the sheriff department, we don't call ourselves a, uh, with the title police officer. We call deputy constable or deputy sheriff. And I am assigned to the um, criminal warrants division. Uh, my job is go out to um, the general area, anywhere, Harris County or um, surround area to uh, serve criminal warrants oh my gosh you know i'm i'm just a civilian but when i hear that i'm like is it sounds like number one super duper important but also sounds a little scary um you know i mean first of all god bless you for doing the lord's work and for taking care of us all yes sir the the public safety is all business it's all business that's right and it's tough business so we thank you. And on this holiday season, we all need to give thanks to our first responders, our law enforcement, and everybody else. You know, wh whoever's thinking about defunding police, my goodness, you're going to be the first ones to call the police when you have an issue, or the constable, or, or the deputy sheriff, or someone. So please, please understand what they do to keep us safe. But go ahead. The, the floor is yours. What do you want to tell Houston right now? What do you want to ask of me or our guest? Well, uh, first of all, I'd like to wish everyone a happy a merry christmas a safe holiday season and uh, secondly um i just like to let you know that um, we are gonna have a christmas toy drives at um one of the church the uh the church located on 8650 gusting lane uh houston texas zip code is 77031 we're gonna have a christmas toy drive there on this saturday December the 17th at 6 p.m. So I, I would like to have all the kids out there to get the gifts. We like to see the kids with a big smile on their face. Debbie, that is beautiful. Tell me again, what is that address? I didn't get it quickly. 8650 where? Gustine Lane. Gustine Lane? Yes, sir. Houston, Texas, 77031. Oh, how wonderful. And let me ask you this. Is it a church or what's the actual building? Uh, yes, yeah, so that's uh, that's it's gonna be a church there, um, a Christian church. It's a Christian church. Well, we sure thank you for doing something so wonderful for young people like that. How long have y'all been doing this? Well, this is my uh, every year project since um, I was a sergeant in Fulton County, and I've been doing this for seven years. I coordinated uh, every year. I coordinate Christmas toy drive and. Uh, turkey giveaway uh, during the Thanksgiving season also. My goodness. Well, if I wanted to donate to you, if I don't have a toy, what do I do? Do you have a website um, or something? Well, at this point, I don't have a website I see. Uh, uh, created yet, but uh, luckily I've been blessed to uh, receive the support from Walmart. Um, oh, how so great. I, I do without the help. Well, Deputy, I sure appreciate you for letting everybody know. And so families, please go out to 8650 Gustine Lane. You'll see a Christian church there. And the hours were what again, Deputy? Uh, at 6 p.m. So we're going to start at 6 p.m. on Saturday, December 
the 17th. December 17th, which is this Saturday at 6 p.m. Deputy, what else do you want to tell Houston? Um, I, like I said, I want to tell everybody, have a safe holiday and Merry Christmas to you all. Deputy, thank you for calling in. We sure appreciate you and all that you do for us to keep us safe and what you do for these young kids. Thank you, Deputy, for calling in. I'm going to come back thank to my – yes, sir. I'm going to come back to my guest because, Barbara, first of all, what's your background? How did you ever come up with this incredible idea? And to paraphrase it – I think this, I'm going to try to paraphrase it. What you do is you've discovered that there's so much food that's already been prepared or out there and that I guess just gets thrown away. And you said, golly, look at all this food that's being thrown away. And I guess the food bank will not accept that because it's already been, I don't know, touched or prepared. And you said, we've got to find a way to do something with this food rather than just throw it away. Is that generally what happened? That is generally what happened. Oh my gosh. I grew up in a household where we didn't waste food. So when I went to a luncheon and there were a lot of last minute no-shows, I knew their food was paid for and in the kitchen and came to find out that it was mostly being thrown away. So I did a little research and discovered that we waste as a society almost 40% of the food that we produce. That's terrible, come on. It is terrible and not only that, it is causing greenhouse gas emissions to the extent of 10% of global gas uh, greenhouse gas emissions are from food waste. Oh, my goodness. 10%. Is that because it's, um, what do you call it? Uh, the food goes to the landfill yeah. and decomposes, decomposes without air. And it could take a head of lettuce up to 25 years to decompose in the landfill. That's crazy. Nobody knows that. Everybody just thinks, well, it's from the earth, so it'll just go back right, to the earth. Right. Well, in a compost pile, it would decompose quicker because it uses air. But in a landfill, yeah. there's no air. It's uh, bags of trash piled up on top of more organic trash, more, more, more. So it doesn't have any air and it lasts for Ever. a very long time. Explain to our listeners what a compost, what do you call a compost, what? A compost pile. Explain what that is to our listeners. I don't get into composting yeah. um, uh, to a great extent, but... But essentially um, means you have it there and you keep it open and it just goes in right. dirt. People it have it in their, into, in their homes. Yes, it, it can uh, be um, made into very fertile... Um, fertilizer right and um, that's a way for households or businesses to uh, reduce their organic waste well you know I've always wondered when you go to a restaurant and you see all this food and more importantly when I when you go to one of these um, luncheons or galas and they always have like, like a set menu and I don't know if I'm a picky eater or I just don't eat, but it's always food that I don't like. And I always feel so guilty when, you know, they come by and they pick up the salad because I don't have, I don't want dressing and all these sorts of things. Or they pick up this and I don't eat it. And I always feel so guilty. And then you look and you see all these, you know, 500 people, half that food's being wasted. So that's what we're talking about. Well, we can't take the food that has, has already, already been out. come out to the, to the tables, but there's usually plenty left in the kitchen mm -hmm. that never left the kitchen. And for instance, um, a call this morning uh, from uh, a popular catering venue uh, had two events, two big 
holiday events this weekend and had plenty of leftover prepared food that never left the kitchen. So that's what we're picking up today in our refrigerated vans. That's in addition to all of our regular pickups, which are from supermarkets primarily, manufacturers and distributors. Restaurants, on the other hand, we work with promotionally, but because they get deliveries every day, and they are cooking to order. Restaurants really have to learn how to use their leftovers the next day. So they don't day. have as much waste. They don't have as much waste. Plus, they may have waste at 11 o'clock at night when we're, our yeah. charities are closed, and so, and they don't have much storage. So we don't target restaurants for other than promotional um, uh, opportunities, but supermarkets is where it's at. So, so these Every big day. grocery store chains. I guess they must have like lots of fruit and vegetables that starts to go bad or things. I mean, right? Well, it's it's surplus. It's not bad. Uh, it's it's just it's extra. It's, it's just not extra. Bad. It's extra, and occasionally there will be one bad orange in a bag of twelve. But you and I can go to the supermarket and find the same thing mm -hmm. when we get home. Uh, so occasionally we'll have something like that. But usually it's just surplus. They get the new stuff coming in every day, and they can't predict with certainty how much we'll sell of the mm -hmm. old stuff. So they have to clear off the old stuff. But interesting. it's perfectly good. Very interesting. So uh, if you can say, but if you can't say, don't say, who are some of the grocery chains that you've partnered with? Uh, we partner with Trader Joe's, Whole Foods Markets, Kroger, Specs, Wow, Target, Aldi, Foodorama. There are some that are missing yes. from that list yes. that are very obviously missing, which we would love to have on board uh, at this point. Um, Let's give all those stores not. a hand, uh, uh, all you know, listening audience, because. You know, it takes a partner to help and to help people. So that's humongous. And there are advantages for food donors who donate in good faith uh, for our to our um, charity. They can get an enhanced tax deduction. Mm -hmm. They can reduce their food disposal costs, and they can also see an increase an improvement in morale. Because mm -hmm. no one likes throwing away perfectly good food. Right. So that's something that food donors find out once they're on our program, that it's not just something we tell them that they might see, but they really do start seeing it in their employees, feeling proud that they can help their community without leaving their job. That is fantastic. So let me ask you this. So, I mean, like how many employees work for the whole second servings? We have three full-time employees and, they, and myself. Right. I, I'm a volunteer, um, and I have um, now nine part-time drivers. So they go, these drivers, and they pick up the food. And where do they take it? They take it to um, predetermined um, charity sites. They take it to soup kitchens, to uh, homeless shelters, to low-income housing, to um, food pantries, and... We've started a program called the Pop-Up Grocery Store because we have all these grocery products that are beautiful. Heirloom tomatoes, filet mignon. We've even gotten canned escargot. Wow. Um, and we, we get a vast 
quantity of high quality foods, including meat and dairy and um, uh, fruits and vegetables. Um, you walk in the front of the store and you're paying $5 for heirloom tomatoes. We're getting them out the back for free, right? still beautiful. So what we've done is create the pop-up grocery store to fight grocery price inflation mm -hmm. for uh, people in need, low-income families, and especially seniors, veterans, and the disabled who are dealing with uh, in inflation of grocery prices, of rent, of medicines, and everything. And they are living on fixed incomes. Right. So not only are they appreciative of the food that we bring, but they love the convenience of being able to shop in their uh, in their, in their pop-up. Well, let me ask you this. So many people say to me, because I have spoken to senior facilities all over Houston, and they say, you know, we're on a fixed income. It's very difficult. We can't get uh, fresh fruit and vegetables. And they will say, you know, there's not, you know, it's a food desert in my neighborhood, all these kinds of things. Um, if somebody had a place, how do they call, call up, you know, second servings and say, can you do a pop-up here once a month? Is that something that could happen? or? Um, well, there's, there's more to it in terms of training the site. They have to have space available. They have to have uh, staff who can manage it right. because we turn it over to them once they're fully trained and, uh, and we supervise it a bit. But um, um, we can sometimes supply volunteers at the site. But they have to have um, people to be able to receive the food from our van, then arrange it on table yeah, yeah. like a store right. by category, and then promote it to their residents on a particular day of the month, and then break down the uh, the boxes. So right. it's not just a Understood. Know, drop, well, drop and run. But. Yeah, no, I understand. So let me ask you this. So how much... Um, uh, I don't know, how many people needs to be at a facility to make it all sort of worthwhile and work? Is it well, a, a, a thousand? Is it 50? Oh, no, no, no. Um, we go to um, mostly low-income housing that ranges from about um, 150 to 250 apartments. I see. And it could be um, single room occupancy or multiple but then we also have a program the, we do about 40 pop-ups a month which is about two every weekday and then we also two every weekday two that every sounds weekday. like so many <laughs> it's a lot yes it's a lot but um people are really hurting and yes we have the product to give them so we give them a dignified free shopping experience where they can select whatever they want from what we bring and People love trying new things. I had a 70-year-old recently tell me that she had never eaten lamb in her life, and the lamb chops that she picked up at last month's pop-up are now her most favorite food. Oh, my goodness. So, Come on. So not only do people get to try uh, new foods risk-free, but longer term, it could lead to healthier food choices. Holy cow. We have another caller real quick. Is there a Emmanuel? Yes, hi. Good morning, Gilbert. Mr. Guerrero, how are you? You're with me, a tip from Gilbert, talk, inspiration, and prayer. And I have Miss Barbara Bronstein of Second Servings. What do you got for us, my friend? 
Hi, good morning. No, no, thank you for allowing me to speak. Uh, hi, Barbara. Thank you for Hello. everything you're... Hello. Uh, hi. Thank you for everything that you do. Um, Gilbert, you touched on a valuable point about um, food deserts. You know, Barbara, what we do is important, especially for our seniors. I grew up in Pasadena and in Alden, uh, both my, uh, majority minority communities. And what we see is it's strategically interesting how there seems to be food deserts in high population areas of minorities. So that's very interesting and what you do is very crucial to that and um you know so thank you for continuing to do so and taking that initiative to do so and you know to your point Ms. barbara how you you say it's, it's difficult uh partnering up with restaurants yeah I, I i was a server my first job so the turnover of that food is just throw it some some uh restaurants go to the point where they throw bleach in their on their food once they throw it out so people won't be digging in their trash cans i also worked in the in the food industry, very um, large company of bread in the bread industry, and the turnover for bread, the lifespan is about a week or less. So it's thank you for what you do. It's important to highlight these things and bring these resources, especially to our communities that are suffering from uh, our food deserts. Emmanuel, I, I, I just got interrupted because it just sounds so cruel and heartless to say we'll pour bleach on the food. I mean, because people who are hungry are hungry, and they're still going to go get that food and eat it, and then they're going to get, I don't know, I mean, I don't know what happens when you eat bleach, but it can't be good. So, I mean, it's got to be terrible. Well, the reason go they're ahead. doing that is that they are afraid of being sued, and that brings up a very Correct. good point. Food, uh, the government actually encourages food donation by protecting food donors with the Emerson Good Samaritan Food Donation Act. It encourages donation by protecting uh, food donors from liability when they donate to or through a nonprofit like Second Servings to feed needy individuals. So that's one of the misperceptions we face from time to time about potential food donation. And um, we explained that it's been on the books federally since 1996, but actually it was on the books in Texas since 1981. No kidding. Wow. Somebody, somebody had the right idea in 1981. Well, it was um, codified in 96 by the Clinton administration, and it's um, something that um, uh, I understand we live in a litigious society, but this is one instance where um, people uh, and businesses are um, uh, not liable. Um, so how that is so great, Emmanuel. I didn't mean to cut you off, my friend. Keep going. No, no worries, no worries. Um, thank you. You know, it's it's valuable to bring this awareness to to people into the community and you know even restaurants they it, it's a difficult situation they're faced in often um they throw away leftover food and our orders are left over and it's not necessarily because they don't want to donate it they have to do this to establish a, a process so so what i learned when i was working for a, a very famous chain won't won't disclose them but um so they throw it away be the food because they don't want servers to put, put false orders and get used to that and taking food home for themselves buddies family or whatever so by default they just throw away any food that's left over for that's one of the main components god that's terrible i'd, I'd rather let my employee take it home or give it to their relative than just throw it away but i understand the concept of if you don't do something you're going to get sort of abuse and those kinds of things and i understand the whole concept of they got to make a profit uh emmanuel how long did you work in the restaurant world um, I think I worked there throughout college about two years as a server, and then I transitioned to um, 
I managed the, the southern market for a very famous uh, sweet bread and bread company uh, for about uh, another two years there. It probably was a great experience to learn such a thing as a young age, both as an entrepreneur, to learn about people, working with people. Those are all great, great skills. Do you have a question for my guest or for me? Um, no, no. Just want to thank Ms. Barbara for what her organization does and what they continue to do. And if anything, we could be of assistance in any way, shape, or form. I'm, I'm very open to it, especially like it's coming from communities that were in our food deserts, minority, majority communities. I uh, love what she does. Well, hold on there, Emmanuel, because you just hit on something. Uh, Ms. Barbara, what percent of the – I don't. do you call them clients? What do you call when you donate the food someplace? Do you call them your clients, your partners, your partners? partners. Okay. How, what percent of them in the in the the final are people of color? I would say it's very similar to um, the makeup of of Houston. It, okay, so it's not an unusually high amount because I know when I when we participate in these food turkeys, they're overwhelmingly people of color. Almost, I mean, it's over. It's amazing how much. Well. Uh, there's one thing we we don't take the statistics we don't require any sort of tracking because we're a business to business we're delivered to a business but um as far as uh representation um everyone is welcome at food pantries Mm -hmm. so um we serve um uh we serve everyone and actually this afternoon we're going to be recognized for our commitment to diversity equity and by whom I am Can't not at liberty okay, to don't say. tell me, but I want to know. It's a little early oh my God. in the day, right, but this afternoon it. it's going to be very Dog exciting because it. we do uh, reach out to— How about we do like a charades, like how many letters? <laughs> and, and the first letter, you know, remember charades? Anybody who knows charades where you go like this, how many letters, and then you do your ear, you know? Oh, doggone it. Well, Emmanuel, I really appreciate you calling in, my friend. You're a really kind man. Uh, Miss— Miss Barbara, let's just tell him and all of Houston, like, what's the website and everything else? The website yes, is secondservingshouston.org, and uh, you can um, sign up to be a volunteer. We have volunteers that ride in the second seat of each of our vans. We have five refrigerated vans, and we have volunteers each day who help uh, the drivers uh, who um, – uh, are picking up food um, throughout the day and delivering it. We don't, we start with an empty van and we end with an empty van. Wow! And so is it an all-day experience? It's an all-day experience from about nine to three, give or take. Monday through Friday or weekends too? Monday through Friday, and uh, we have other people who are working for us um, as volunteers on the weekends. So we cover um, seven days a week. But it's um, uh, a really fun opportunity to ride on our vans if you're physically capable because you get to see the appreciative uh, food donor who doesn't have to throw away the food and can help his or her community. and you get to see the um, grateful recipient organization. Right. So it's you go home with a very satisfied feeling. I didn't realize this at, at the beginning uh, until my volunteers told me that because I was so focused on getting the food from point A to point B. Right. And they said they love it and they want to keep doing it because mm. they go home knowing that they helped uh, – 
people, families, families, um, people in need. Amen. The food is so attractive and uh, enticing that they feel good about what they do. That is so great. Give that website again. And it's Servines, plural. Plural. So www.secondsecond, Servines, S-E-R-V-I-N-G-S dot. Houston. Oh, second servings, Houston.org. Emmanuel, thank you for calling us, my friend, and have a very, very Merry Christmas. Thank you, you too, Ms. Barbara. Congratulations you. on your award. Thank you for everything. Thank you, you so do. much. Both of y'all stay blessed, and let's continue to do our best for a better city. Thank you, my friend. Thank you. Oh, my God. Sooner or later, I'm going to get it out of you what that award is because I'm just <laughs> determined to know who is recognizing us here. It's such a great thing. But we have another caller. I saw a name there, uh, Miss Producer. Who was that name? Was it an Amy? Is there an Amy on the line? Is there an Amy on the line? Amy, what you got? A tip one. Amy, what you got? Hi. Hello, Amy. Um, you got me, Gilbert Garcia. A tip from Gilbert. Talk inspiration and prayer with Miss Barbara Bronstein of Second Servings. What you got? Um, first of all, I just wanted to say thank you for all of the work that you do, Barbara. Um, I know a lot of people struggle with food insecurity, and what you're doing is really important. Thank you. Thank you very much. We try. Um, <laughs> earlier, you were talking about... Um, misperceptions surrounding like litigation and food donations and so i was just wondering if there were any other misperceptions around like donating or your organization that you wish more people like were aware of and like that's a good question um i would say that um some people think some businesses think that it's going to um uh, cost more or it's more trouble but from the food donors that we work with, they are all so pleased and they're, they're donating the food because it, they, they feel it's the right thing to do. For instance, Trader Joe's, they don't even consider it donating, they consider it sharing. Mm. Sharing with the community that doesn't get to shop there. I just, every time I hear that, it, it, it warms my heart because it's in their culture to share their food. What a great organization to hear that. Isn't it? It's amazing. They uh, they contributed, they shared over a million dollars worth of food wow. with Second Servings last year. It's wow. all documented because they do do uh, they do have it in their tax yeah. uh, tax forms, as well they should of um, course they qualify for deduction. Uh, but um, it's it's a very fr- we have a very friendly crew, and so. They've established relationships with not only the food donors but the nonprofit partners, so that when they see us coming, we wear a um, neon, uh, a green neon vest, so they know uh, that we're coming. Oh, look at this, Houston! I'm gonna I'm gonna put it on right now. Keep talking. Keep talking. <laughs> it has Velcro in front. Um, the the food donors um, know that we're coming and. <laughs> this is the we're, hard. We're gonna get it. I promise. This is the hardest oh, part there of you volunteering. Go, there you go. I mean, you know what Putting can I tell you, Houston? I'm, I'm getting here. I'm getting here. All right, but, all, right um, all right, all right. I got it that, now. I'm ready to go. That's something that identifies us as an organization that 
is uh, in the food rescue business. We're not fly by night. We're not um, uh, volunteers. We're a business, and we um, we are dependable. That's one of the key things that we can deliver. Now, some some donors to your question, Amy, um, some may be skeptical about dependability because they may have had some bad experience in the past where an organization says they're going to come and so the food donor prepares the food and uh, spends uh, makes the effort to put it aside and then no one shows up. That's one of the things that is so important to our food donors and I recognize that from the very start and we are 100% dependable. We even have two backup drivers in the office if anything were to How ever come wonderful. up. How wonderful. That is so great. Well, I've got more questions for you, but Amy, you got anything else? No, thank you for your time. Amy, thank you for calling in to A Tip from Gilbert, and we'll see you next time, as they say. Thank you, Amy, very much. You know what? I, I think, though, uh, Ms. Barr, we have another caller already. We do have another caller. Is there a Warren a on the line? line? Hello? Warren? Yes. How are you, Warren? I'm doing fine, Gilbert. How are you? I'm doing well. You got me, Gilbert Garcia, A Tip from Gilbert, Talk, Inspiration, and Prayer. And Miss Barbara Bronstein, of course, of Second Servings. What do you got there, Mr. Warren? Oh, Gilbert, uh, the one and only Gilbert Garcia. <laughs> I appreciate that, my friend. Tell that to my wife, will you? Oh, no, you go ahead. You go ahead. <laughs> Speak to me. She probably knows better, huh? Yeah. <laughs> Listen, we, uh, we just want to announce we're having our, our final uh, luncheon of the year this coming Thursday, the 15th. Ah, is this a the Acres Home Chamber? At the Acres Home Chamber for Business and Economic Development. It's and on the fifteenth. Right, we'll close out the year. Who's? Do you have a speaker already? Yes, we do. Who's, we have a young. We have a young man from the Acres Home community named Dominique Washington, mm -hmm. and he's an architect and also an entrepreneur. He's formed his own uh, architectural design company. Oh, how wonderful! Is he there in the Acres Home area? I'm not sure the location of his, his firm, uh, but I know he's from Acres Home. Very, very good. The 15th, what day is that again? That's Thursday. Thursday, Thursday. it's Thursday, okay. Yeah. Yeah, which is the third Thursday of every month. You know, I, I'm i not here, but you know what? How much is a table again? Uh, I have to check with my event coordinator. I think it's 300. 300? I'll tell you what, yeah. if it's 300, I'll buy a table. Okay, great. Uh, and uh, I'm gonna—I'm out of town, but I, I have a big business presentation Friday morning early, which requires me to go to Chicago Thursday. But I'll have some of my uh, my team there if that's okay. Okay. Oh, that'd be wonderful. Yeah, just put oh. us down. Gotcha. No, we gotcha. need to we need to support the community, and I know how much great work that you do there in the Acres Home area. You're there, of course, with Mr. Roy Melanson and his newspaper, and he does so much in the community with his paper and everything else. So, no, if we can help, we want to help. What else do you have for us? So, just oh, again, it's going to be Thursday, the fifteenth, from when to when? From eleven to one. Eleven to one with Mr. Dominique Washington, right. and oh, what's the address what? again? It's sixty-one twelve Wheatley. Wheatley. Yeah, and and one is seven seven zero nine one. Seven seven zero nine one. And also, we're going to launch our uh, Acres Home Chamber Market. We, we, we've been working on this for a while. We're going to launch it on the seventeenth this Saturday. 
And what is that? It's going to be uh, a marketplace with vendors selling their goods and services and wares. Come on. Right there on the premises, like in the parking lot? Right on the park, on the park lot and indoors. No kidding. Well, I sure hope it's successful. What What are the hours of that? So, Houston, please, go buy this Acres Home Market because if it's successful, it'll grow and it'll become a real staple in the community. So what time is that? That's from uh, 1 to 3. 1 to 3. And you're going to have what, like food trucks? and I mean, what all are you going to have there? Uh, we're going to have uh, we're going to have food. We're going to provide food. Oh, you're going to provide food? We're going to provide food. Oh, how wonderful. Uh yeah. Well, everyone, make it out to the – are you going to try, try to do this monthly, or what are you going to try to do with this? Uh, we're planning to try to do it uh, bi-monthly, every two weeks. By every two weeks? Bi-weekly? Yeah. Wow. Yeah, we want, bi-weekly, and we want to try to build up the entrepreneurship and have businesses come out and offer – you know, make people know who they are and where they are and provide their, their, their goods and services and uh, make this available right here in the community. Warren, I think that is wonderful. I'm going to have someone follow up with you later this afternoon on my table. And I really okay. appreciate you calling in. And if you don't hear from me uh, between now and the end of the year, I just want to wish you a very Merry Christmas. Same to you, Gilbert. And, uh, you know, love all that you do in the community yourself and your company and the support you've shown the chamber. And we're looking forward to bigger and better things for 2023. Amen. I'll see you soon, my friend. See you, man. Take care now. Yes, sir. So, Barbara, let's go back to you. Just mentioned something important. So, Trader Joe's, their contributions is about a million dollars. How much are the total with all the other um, providers when you add it all up? Um, they're a, a good chunk. Um, I would say we're getting about twenty-five million dollars in a year. Twenty-five million dollars worth of food? God, I, I can't even visualize twenty-five million dollars worth of food. Other than it's a lot. It is Holy a lot. cow. And uh, it's high quality stuff. So. Have you ever thought how many people's lives you've touched? Have you ever thought that? Do you ever sit back and say, God, this is so much work, but you know what? We've touched a lot of lives today. What a wonderful feeling. I, I go home satisfied every night um, knowing that we've helped people who really are hungry. Um, we touch about 175,000 people every year. 175,000 people every year? That's like a city. That's <laughs> like you feed a, a city. No, really. 175,000 people. My wife is from Rio Grande City, which is on the border, and there's like 10,000 people. Imagine that. Uh, holy cow. Well, we work hard. Yes. We have a great team, and it's, it's really um, a very simple concept. We connect point A to point B, where the food is and where it's needed. So it's really, I, I know you started uh, with my mission statement, um, uh, thinking that it's, it's, it's a big uh, challenge, but it really comes down to connecting the dots. And we're very big on collaboration as well. If we find that one of our nonprofits um, is lacking in something, and we're aware of another nonprofit that has that service. We connect them. Um, we recently also um, worked with uh, a school program uh, uh, for um, uh, a diversionary program, a pre-probation program, 
they were doing a coat drive at Yates High School, and um, they wanted to connect uh, connect with us to provide food with the coat drive. So we we provided the food, but we also collected coats from our staff and volunteers. Coat as a C-O-A-T, a coat? Coat. Yeah, winter coat. Oh, wow. Um, I mean, we're a food business, but I saw the need that they had that they wanted to collect coats for the students and their families along with the food. So we uh, delivered to them not only the food, but about 50 of the 60 coats that they Oh, my goodness. Collected. This is a living angel right here. <laughs> am, I not, am I not kidding? Can you imagine that? Oh, holy cow. And 175,000 people, all these coats. And, and how long has this been around then? We are in our eighth, eighth year. In just eight years. That's like nothing. That's a blink of an eye eight years to be <laughs> have grown like this. Well, we're closing in on our 10 millionth pound of food. Oh, my God. Can you imagine 10 million pounds of food? I don't even know what that looks like other than it's probably like as big as the Chase Tower. I mean, who knows? That's a, that's a lot of food. It's a lot of food. Golly. It's a lot of food and- hold, hold that thought because we have another caller. Is there a Chris on the line? Yes, my name is Chris. Uh, I just, first of all, I just wanted to call and say what you guys are doing is amazing. Five million, I think, was the number you guys said of food. That is ten incredible. million. Ten million, but who's 10 counting? Ten million. Sorry, double that. That is insane. But um, I just had a quick question. Um, I'm lucky. I'm a college student. I'm lucky enough to you know to go home and I have food in the fridge and I go. I like food has not been an issue for me, but um, I often find myself being wasteful sometimes. Sometimes I overbuy or things like that. Is there anything I can do as um, as an individual to help this food insecurity issue? So first of all, Chris, just know you're not alone. I, I just, now that you're saying it, I'm just thinking about, golly, what did I waste yesterday? And it's like a daily thing almost. What what, what can we do as people? Well, that is a big, uh, a big deal. Um, 43% of all the food that gets wasted is wasted in the home. Oh my goodness. So that's something that we address through um, education. Uh, we have a food waste prevention tips bookmark in English and in English and Spanish that we distribute. But we also provide food waste prevention tips on our social media platforms as well as a newsletter. So if you'd like to get our newsletter, um, you can sign up online uh, at our website. But um, here, here are a couple of tips <laughs> yeah, let's for, do it. for your household. Um, first of all, most people store their milk in the door of the refrigerator. I know I do. Well, that is the warmest place in the fridge. You need to store it on the bottom shelf, which is in the body of the refrigerator. That is the coldest spot. Interesting. And so it will last longer. Uh, another tip, which is my favorite, which we have on here, um, is with a, uh, a partially used jar of salsa or sour cream container or anything like that. In it goes bad pretty quickly, yes. ordinarily. Well. Here's my favorite tip. Turn it over in the fridge because the bacteria won't be able to get in through the cap because now the air is going to be at the top. And I've had salsa last for 
weeks and weeks, if you can imagine. But, you know, the biggest tip I can give you is don't be led, misled by package dates. There is a lot of confusion over best if used by, used by, sell by. Yeah, I never know what that means. All I right. know is my wife every now and then will go into the fridge and purge all the stuff. And I don't even think she opens her in. She just looks at the date and then bam. Well, I, I'm here to tell you that that's one of the biggest causes of food waste. Ninety percent of Americans, so you're not alone, 90% of Americans throw away food before it's actually unsafe to eat. Trust your senses. Um, uh, you can look at it, smell it, taste it, but most food is labeled with a date with the manufacturer's best guess at what the peak quality is. Not food safety, except for one item in the supermarket that's federally mandated to carry a date and there's only one what is it infant formula so everything else is uh for shelf rotation purposes or manufacturer's best guess at peak quality so um we should change that so there's, there's a better truth in lending uh, you know sort there, of thing that because if not everyone's going to throw away everything there is legislation that has been proposed multiple times it it has the best chance of being passed um in uh, the current congress so i'm keeping my fingers crossed because that will have a major impact on food waste very good well chris i know you're still with me here's a couple of other tips and for all of houston you wrap your banana stems tightly with plastic wrap who would have known? And what is the purpose of that? What's, what's it keeps the ethylene gas from escaping, which is what ripens fruit. Holy cow. And you'll notice in the store, if you look at the organic apple uh, bananas, they already have their stems wrapped. Oh, my God. I'm going to go look tomorrow. Because I don't know. I don't, I don't, I don't recall. But um, here's another one. Place lemons in a bowl of water in the fridge. What's, what is water doing? It preserves them. Lemons spoil pretty quickly. And um, it, it will um, preserve them a little longer. And that means if they're cut? No, 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 no. Just whole, plain? Whole. No kidding. Lemons and limes. Holy cow, I'm going to do that now because we eat, drink a lot of lemons. Someone told me if I drink lemon water, I'll lose weight. It hasn't worked yet, <laughs> but I keep doing it. That's probably just voodoo, right? Or I don't know, but let me keep going. It's Shh. from the lemon board. Is that, yeah, it's from the lemon, it's, it's from the lemon uh, uh, citrus uh, industry. Restore ripe avocados in the fridge. Now, we store avocados in the fridge. I don't know why, but we do. So that's a good thing. Mm -hmm. Okay. Wrap celery tightly in foil and store in the fridge. What does the foil do? It keeps Just the crispness. You know, I love crisp celery. I, I really do. Store nuts in the fridge or freezer. Who would have thought that? I For us, it's in the pantry. I store all my nuts in the freezer because um, nuts have a lot of oil, and the oil goes rancid pretty quickly uh -huh. so nuts in the fridge or freezer is uh, a game changer Very, and it's so easy houston because these are like everyday things and they're just easy and it's to your advantage to do it and and we also have some websites on this bookmark that um uh, consumers can reference uh, on a um, uh, daily basis if they're wondering, do uh, eggs last long or how long can I keep milk past the date on the package? Um, some of those websites are uh, the Food Keeper app from um, 
the USDA and um, uh, best or oh I see it yeah yeah savethefood.com eatbydate.com eatbydate.com God there's a lot of great stuff here you know what um, I'm gonna keep one or two of these and I'm gonna be reading them on the air now and then uh, Chris do you have any other question here for my guest Barbara or for me uh, no I just wanted to again say thank you guys um, I was really informed I just hate to be wasting all that food you know but uh keep up what you guys are doing and i just want to say happy holidays thank you chris and to thank you. you you know what you sound like a very uh mature gentleman you know it's um thank you it, it, it makes you feel bad knowing you're throwing away food it just does There's we have guilt. another caller there was there a miss betty miss betty a tip one miss betty are you there Yes, how are you? Miss Betty, this is Gilbert Garcia from A Tip from Gilbert, Talk, Inspiration, and Prayer with Miss Barbara Bronstein of Second Servings. What do you got for us? Oh. Yes? Yes, I was uh, going to uh, say to her, I did have a question, but she answered. All uh, right. Grandson through call himself cleaning out my pantry and he threw away stuff that really was not bad and so she just confirmed you know you know you have to be careful about the dates yes can you hear me we can hear you just great and i i, I agree with your point and so the whole thing is you know you want to preserve food as much as you can rather than throw it away because when you throw it away number one you got to buy more food. And number two, it goes into the landfills and it takes a long time for it to decompose and it creates all the problems of greenhouse gases and all those things. Well, the other thing, Gilbert, is that we have to look at how many resources went into getting it to mm. your house. The, 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 the uh, fields that grew the, uh, you know, and the animals uh, that um, grew right. the food and uh, the shipping and the processing, the labor, all along uh, water, mm -hmm. the water that it took. I mean, we're facing droughts in much of the country um, and we've just wasted so much water. And um, you probably didn't realize that when you um, throw away an egg, it's the equivalent of 50 gallons of water. Come on. Yes. An yes. Egg. One egg. A, a, a whole egg or like a cooked egg? If or you, just the whole thing? Just the whole thing. Come on. Yes. So I encourage everyone not to throw eggs away. I'm never throwing away an egg. <laughs> never. And you can. And there's a simple way to test your eggs. You can look that up online. Uh, but eggs uh, stay, stay fresh for a long time. And... Um, uh, the caller had asked about um, uh, food preservation. Um, archaeologists have found honey in archaeological digs that is still good to eat. Come on. Swear to God. Wow. Well, Miss Betty, what do you think? What else you got oh, for us? And what do you want to say to Houston? Very, it's very informative. And um, I am a volunteer at the Great Design Missionary Baptist Church Food Pantry on Tuesday. Oh, how great, Miss Betty. And um, when she is off the air, if I can call back and get the information from you all, and perhaps um, the lady who's over our food pantry can speak with her, and we can perhaps form a partnership there. 
Well, Miss Betty, that would be a great idea. What I can do is um, either A, here's my cell phone, and everybody in Houston has it. So, so oh, you gave me your card. Yo, you have it. So, I, I am from the party Friday night. Oh, how wonderful. Very yeah. good. Well, thank you for coming. You have my cell phone. When the show's over, why don't you call me in a little bit, and I'll get you all together. Okay, I appreciate it, Gilbert. Thank, thank you, you so much. much for calling. You, you warmed my heart. And, and tell Mrs. How you pronounce her name? Barbara Bronstein. Well, tell Miss Bronstein she's she's doing a superb job and a job that's much needed for God's people. Amen to that. You Amen just told her so yourself, much. but I will give her a hug for you too. Thank you so much. Take care now and have a merry Christmas. You too, Miss Betty. We have another caller. Is there an Ernie on the phone? Is there an Ernie on the I phone? Take one. Ernie. Good morning. Good morning, Miss Barbara and Gilbert. How are you there, Miss Ernie? How are you doing? Thank I you for calling good. in. I'm loving this conversation during the holidays, especially when there's so many people in need, families in need of food. Barbara, this is tremendous. I'm a longtime nonprofit professional, and partnerships are key. So the way that you have uh, garnered partners is truly impressive. And so vital. Thank well, you for what you do. Thank you for that, Ernie. Can you imagine, Ernie, just to wake up one day and you have a dream, and seven years later you're almost at 10 million pounds of food and 175,000 people, which is 17 times the entire city of my, my, where my wife is from. Can you imagine that? I mean, come it's, on. It's amazing. And, you know, Barbara, I don't know if you know this, but Gilbert is a real, a true believer in partnerships and helping the community. And do you and I'm, when I'm listening to you and the gentleman before you that that talk with you about Hispanics being a, a minority area that is not as underserved, I'm thinking I didn't hear you call out the name Fiesta. I didn't hear you call out Goya. I think we need to call them. I think we need to champion you. And I know Gilbert w will be a hundred percent behind this, so we can see if we can help you create a partnership with those teams. Uh, that would be a great addition to your list. Well, that's Absolutely. a su superb idea because at the end of the day, everybody benefits. Everybody benefits. Exactly. And I'm sure that they have surplus and uh, uh, finding a way to channel it is probably what they're looking for. So let's let's try and uh, I can get you some contact and uh, you can try to work with that. And then uh, I see any way that Gilbert is very strong in the community and i think that um this is the type of uh, uh communication that his show is all about and i appreciate everything you do well ernie that's great what i'll do ernie is uh i'm gonna give you my number 713-443-4330 just text me your info and i'll get you together with uh miss barbara and we'll go from there but that's a super idea and then also, secondly, before, uh, I just wanted to say, what award are you talking about? I know. That's, <laughs> I, I mean, that's what all America wants to know. I mean, is, I, it, I, is it the award for the organization oh, or for yourself? Uh, for the organization. Oh, my God. There you go. Oh, I th I'm, I've got to think of this. But I, when you think of awards, I know that I read that Gilbert was a recipient of the Philanthropy and Leadership Award on a national scale from the presidential office of Biden. 
and he just received that last week. Oh my goodness! Congratulations. Well, thank you, thank you, thank you, and thank you, Mr. Ernie, for saying it on the air. Um, yeah. You know, I, I want to see maybe what we need to do, Ernie, with uh, Miss Barbara, is we just do those letters like Wheel of Fortune, <laughs> and then we just sort of say, "Can I get an A?" And she'll say, "No, there's no A." Uh, or can I get a C? And then she'll put the C down. I don't know. We got to. Well, think- she gives me two letters. I bet I'll get it. I know. Don't, don't, that, that's why we can't do it because I know you'll get it, Ernie. Thank you for calling in. Thank, Thank you, you so Barbara, much. Thank you for everything you do. And uh, Gilbert's communication on air helps everyone uh, in a community. So thank you very much. Thank you. Thank you, Miss Ernie. We Happy have uh, This will probably be our last caller. You know, there was an old show, Carol Burnett. Remember Carol Burnett? At the end, there was that song, I'm so glad we had this time together. And it's, and it's time to say so long. Can you believe it's been an hour? <laughs> I feel like I could talk to you for 10 hours. Do you realize it's been an hour already? Houston, it's been an hour. Can you imagine? But we have time, I think, for one more caller. And then I want to give, of course, Miss Barbara the last word, as we always do. And then we'll go back into that chestnuts open. No, roasting on an open fire. What do you think, studio audience? Should I sing or don't give up my day job? All right. I guess that means don't give up my day job. All right, let's go. Lindsay. Miss Lindsay, are you there? Hi, Gilbert. Yes, it's Lindsay. Lindsy, Lindsay, Lindsay. Thank you for calling in. You've got me a tip from Gilbert Talk Inspiration and Prayer with Miss Barbara Bronstein. Hopefully you've been listening to the show where she has come up with this incredible idea. Sometimes the most incredible ideas are so obvious. We're just looking in the wrong direction of getting people who have surplus food that are going to throw it away and connect with people who need food, who are hungry. What a great idea. Go ahead, Lindsay. What you got? Yeah, that's awesome. Thank you so much, Barbara, for finding ways to reroute. I mean, you know, just to get things to where they need to go. That's that's so helpful, and we really appreciate all that you're doing for our community. Thank you. Amen. Yeah, and I also just wanted to say hi, Gilbert, and wanted to let everyone know about um, the art sale that I have going on on my website. It's oh, what's your website? What's your website? It's artsoelectric.com. Do it. Give them one more time. Art what? Art so electric. Art A R T S O electric E L E C T R I C dot com. Yes. Art so electric dot com. Wonderful. And what do you got on there? Oh, it's um, all kinds of art. There's abstract art. There's floral art, and then there's um, landscapes. And if anyone's interested in a custom piece for Christmas, there's still just just barely enough time to order something. So feel free to get in touch via the website how wonderful and do you do you have i haven't been to the site do you have like a credit card or venmo or something like that on there somebody said god i really want to buy this or do they have to call you no they can order with a credit card directly through the site and then you'll ship it to them or something like that yes there's free delivery around houston and then if it's outside the houston metro area it can be shipped wonderful well Lindsay, thank you very much for calling in and i hope you call in again do your site one more time because i think i've seen some of your work it's fabulous oh thanks it's at art that's art so electric.com and there's no dots except the dot com exactly wonderful thank you for calling in Lindsay. And Thank we'll you, see you, Lindsay, next time. Let's tee up. Oh, uh, go ahead and tee up the song on the light side. I know I, I cut into my song. And I want to give Barbara the last word to Houston. What do you want to say to our five stations right now? Thank you for listening and wasting less this coming year, I hope. <laughs> and uh, have a very happy holiday season.
Robert, you are an angel. Let's play chestnuts roasting on an open fire. I just wish I could write something like this. Tiny tots with their eyes all aglow will find it hard to sleep tonight. They know that Santa's on his way. He's loaded lots of toys and goodies on his sleigh. And every mother's child is going to spy to see if reindeers really know how to fly. This is Christmas. With the great Johnny Mathis. Everybody knows a turkey and some mistletoe will help to make the season bright. Tiny tots with their eyes all aglow. We'll all right, Facebook, social media. We're going to continue the song. We're off the radio. I'm going to give my guest the last word here on social media. But let's just go through a little bit of this song. I just love it. I'm going to get ready to tell you my favorite line there, studio audience. You probably know it already. Not yet, but it's coming. And so I'm offering this simple phrase to kids from 1 to 92. Although it's been said many times, many ways, Merry Christmas to you. Oh, I love that song. All right, let's go ahead and fade that out. So, Miss Barbara, it really is amazing. I just want to summarize that you came up with this great idea seven or eight years ago, and boy, you are a person of action, and now you've got 175,000 people you're feeding, coming up on $10 million of food, stuff that would have been wasted anyway, which would have been nothing but bad for the environment, and you're feeding people, people in need, all over the community, and you are going a long way to your mission, which, when you just read it, it sounds like, oh my God, insurmountable. But I think you've climbed the hill to alleviate hunger and reduce waste in Houston by rescuing perfectly edible surplus food and delivering it directly to local nonprofits. Amen. What do you want to say to all of our social media folks that are listening right now? I wish you happy holidays and holidays with less waste. And keep in mind that food is a human right. We believe everyone is entitled to enough nutritious food for a healthy lifestyle. So that's all I want to say. I I believe in um, uh, your mission, Gilbert, to educate people, to reach out to the community, to help the community in many, many ways. And I appreciate your invitation to have me as a guest today. Well, it's been a joy. Just remember, Houston, it's www.secondsecond.com. 
servingshouston.org. You can volunteer. You can give money. You can help find them new partners. Uh, We could need a plus one on all the drivers so you can really go around town for roughly nine to three and help them and see them. And really, it'll do wonders for your spirit to see how you're helping people uh, and how grateful they are. Uh, When I've been giving away turkeys the last couple of weekends, uh, the eyes, you know, the tears in the eyes, the happiness in their smiles when they tell me, Mr. Garcia, you just made my whole holiday. I mean, it gets you right here uh, and it makes you feel good. So on behalf of my crew, my producing crew, on behalf of my radio partners, KWWJ, keep walking with Jesus, KYOK, KCOH, The Source, Aliento Radio, Sangeet Radio. I'm here to say thank you for listening, and we'll see you next time. This is Gilbert Andrew Garcia. Listen to my radio show, A Tip from Gilbert. Talk, inspiration, and prayer every Monday from 11 a.m. till noon on Houston's Gospel Leader, KWWJ. 1360 AM and streaming live on kwwj.org. Listen on the legendary KYOK 1140 AM and streaming live on kyokradio.org. KCOH 1230 AM, The Source. On San Geek Radio 95.1 FM 1460 AM. And Aliento Radio 101.7 FM and 1540 AM. Call in at 832 832- 2570 8075 and follow me on social media. See you then.